I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And we love to watch. We love to watch presents our Spooktober recap. Those are some highs. This is going to be a quick one. Uh, no pleasantries. Uh, if you've never heard us before, where we love to watch a movie podcast, we pick a theme and we do movies uh, over the course of a month around that theme. And if we remember, we compare and contrast. But guess what? That ain't it, Chief. <laughs> this episode is not that. It is. Uh, so if you have to listen, not be uh, outdated memes. Uh, we're you know we're only outdated memes. You think we're on? You think we're on the cutting edge for new memes? <laughs> But, yeah, no, we uh, we uh, are doing – if you listen to any of our Ladies' Fright Night or Halloween special, one thing we love to do during the month of Spooktober is do some uh, Spooktober recaps because Peter and I uh, each every year try to watch at least 31 new-to-us horror movies uh, during the course of October. It, we, we've always hit 31. It usually becomes a challenge to see who can uh, far surpass that. Uh, but this year, it uh, because of the timing that we recorded the first, uh, we recorded the first week of November, which is our Muppets take November back in September. We didn't really have a chance to do a horror recap. Also, it feels like tonally starting our Muppet Month in the Muppet movie with a bunch of oh, here's the goriest shit I watched uh, that I was saving uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, this does make me question whether or not we should just have a like a big Spooktober uh, conversation at the end of the month instead of shoving it at the beginning of episodes. You know, not a bad idea, but we've done it for four years that way. Some people look forward to it. Uh, probably would make way more sense to just have a speciepi and then do uh, three episodes in November, which would probably be easier for us. But look at this. We're learning on the podcast. Thank you, Peter. Um any other uh, logistical <laughs> items you'd like to discuss as our intro segment? Uh, I think that we should not record directly onto wax cylinder and then onto uh, parchment of human skin and then back onto MP3. What can I it say? Feels I'm, like a, it's a waste I'm, a, of time. I'm a hipster, Peter. I'm a hipster podcast recorder. I like to do it the original way <laughs> they recorded podcasts. I feel it's more authentic, and I think our audience appreciates it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we're gonna just quickly talk about the movies that we watched during the last week of spooktober and maybe give some general uh numbers of how many we hit over the course of the month and maybe a couple favorites that we would recommend uh not just in october but throughout the year so uh peter i can go first with uh the the new movies i watched uh so i i ended up at a total of 42 new to me respectable and uh, not as much as last year but yeah so last year i definitely got the burnout uh (laughs) I don't feel that way this year. This year, not only did I feel good about watching so many new movies, um, 
with the exception of the last night uh, where I just was super tired and was like, I had planned to watch two movies I was really excited about and I didn't really have the energy for it. So, and I'd been saving them. And instead of doing what I would have done in Spooktober Pass, which is just power through and maybe like not enjoy two movies I had been looking forward to, I watched one movie with my wife that was okay, <laughs> that I wasn't necessarily planning to watch. And then I started a TV series and uh, Channel Zero that Peter's been recommending to me. Yeah, which is great. Zero is so so good. yeah, I'm still only one episode into the first season, but I'm excited to watch more uh, this week. So yeah, I felt there's there's definitely some big hitters on my list like Blood on Satan's Claw and uh, Knife Knife and Heart and Shocking Dark uh, and uh, Body Snatcher, like Mask of the Red Death, like ones that I was extremely excited about. But at the end of the day, I just didn't. I wasn't as excited to watch them in the last week. And so I didn't. And I feel like I can save those movies for either next Spooktober or just the next time I'm in the mood for a spooky horror movie. But uh, I did watch some new stuff. Uh, primarily, let's see, I watched, let's see, since we last talked, three, four, five, six, seven new-to-me horror movies. Uh, and a couple favorites. I rewatched uh, both the Happy Death Day movies, which are great. I love them. Uh, I think we. I don't know why I rewatched them now because I think we're going to be talking about them in February. But uh, still, just 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 a ton of fun. Uh, and then rewatched at uh, Alamo. Uh, uh, Dismember the Alamo. Uh, they played Burial Ground, <laughs> which is the most. It's like it was worth it just for an audience to react to a couple scenes in that movie that I will not spoil it. But when I saw what they were playing for their fourth movie, I started laughing out loud. Because it's, how do yeah. you play that for an an unsuspecting audience? Uh, it, it's a giant like the most, it, It's a great it's a great experience, but it is one of the most like tactless, like tr- true, truly trashy movies that I've ever seen, and I love it. Like I own it on Blu-ray. Like yeah, I, me too. I love the movie, but it's. I can't imagine just dropping that on someone who, like, doesn't know that, you know, that's just expecting, like, another zombie movie with cool gore effects. Uh, and then also they played Bubba Hotep, which is a really good movie that I've actually was uh, only disappointing in that I had actually seen it in theaters when it first came out. Uh, but uh, still fun to see it with a game audience. Uh, beyond that, I watched uh, so three new ones to me. They played five at Dismember the Alamo. Uh, Kathy's Curse. Which, Peter, have you heard of this movie? Uh, yeah, I watched it this month. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, was, I, was, I made jokes about it on the last episode. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, uh, the movie it's, is uh, fucking it's weird. insane. Yeah, and, you, and I would say, oh, that's so insane. But then I watched another movie uh, called Body Melt, which is like this Australian 90s horror movie that was supposed to be an anthology. And then they ran out of budget, so they crammed a bunch of like insane Ozploitation stuff into into one movie. And, like, the it takes a little bit to realize what is going on because all of a sudden you have these other scenes. Like, it, it feels like it's an anthology movie. For, for general, like, 90s oddness and gore effects and just gloop and, uh, it, like, it makes no fucking sense. Nothing ties off well. I don't know why someone's booger started attacking them. I don't know, Peter. But it, it all kind of works, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I saw a movie called Centipede Horror, which is a Hong Kong movie from the 80s that apparently has never had an official release here and probably will never because they used a bunch of, like, music cues from, like, 
Rocky and other stuff that apparently uh, the our MC for the for the experience was talking about how apparently uh, Hong Kong cinema in the eighties did this all the time, and that's why some of the movies are really hard to get because they just used music without paying rights holders. So you can't just like a little like uh you know Scream Factory or something like that can't just get the rights and release it. They would have to either re-edit the movie or clear a bunch of music rights. That and re-editing the movie is fraught with its own sort of like, uh, yeah. you know, ethical and moral issues. And, you know, just because someone's copyrights, I don't know. And like, it does copyright matter for something like using, yeah, the Rocky song in a Chinese movie from decades and decades ago? Like, is there is there an ethical concern at that point over the fact that you're re-editing someone's work? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think there's less of an ethical concern about using, like, music from other movies, but, like, they're never going to get the rights to those, right? Like, at least to release in, like, a home video format. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm just like, no one's, moving, yeah, uh, no, I agree with you, but, like, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, you can use the Jurassic Park theme. We get it. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Uh, so it was, it was uh, a little boring, and then the last 30 minutes were completely bonkers, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but it just, you know, one of the things about those, like, Dismember the Alamos or, like, those theaters that show those rare stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I... I'm sure there's some rip on YouTube or something like that I could end up watching, but I just don't have another uh, – it's fun to see stuff that you don't have another way to see sometimes uh, and that no one in the audience has seen for that uh, very reason. Uh, and then outside of Dismember the Animal, I watched The Last Wave, which I won't talk about too much in detail because – wink, wink, we may have an episode on that coming out soon. Wink. Uh, I saw the field guide to evil, which was uh, all the people that don't like that are uh, silly. And I think um, I just feel like so here's my thing about anthology movies. Unless they are amazing, I feel like everyone walks away from them going. And I'm not trying to say everyone. This is a very much a straw man argument, I guess. But like, I don't know, even like recent anthology movies that I've loved like VHS and VHS 2 and Trick or Treat. I remember hearing when they came out that people, including people that I follow on various internet comment sites or letterbox, I just feel like everyone's always down on them. And I just, I think there is, and Peter, again, I'm, I'm making some hyperbolic statements and, and I don't mean them to necessarily apply to you, the listener, but I feel like in general, people watch anthology horror movies and unless most of these are great i'm gonna walk away saying it was okay and my feeling is like yeah if you get one really good one and then a couple of pretty good ones and and only one or two stinkers it's a four-star anthology movie and that's the way i felt about field guide to evil and uh something i think we're gonna t- i already talked about this month which i think we're gonna talk about again uh nightmare cinema is another good example of that uh i did Absolutely. go to theaters the day uh, I went to theaters the night before Halloween and saw The Lighthouse, which I'm glad I got in for a variety of reasons. One, uh, the movie's amazing, but also it felt like the perfect capper to My Spooktober, a movie I've been looking forward to all year by a director whose previous movie was like in my top five at the end of 2016. Uh, and so as such, uh, again, I kind of I, I put aside the two I was planning to save for Halloween night, just wasn't quite in the mood to really, or didn't have the energy to give them the attention I wanted to give them. So I wrapped it up with a Shutter original haunt, which was, which was fine. Like it was, it was fun. It takes place Halloween night. It's about a haunted 
not really a haunted funhouse, but a uh, a, a, a what do they call them? Like, a, is it just a haunted funhouse? Is that what they yeah, call? Yeah, it's a it's a haunted house. Haunted house, yeah, sure. Uh, where there was there's nefarious things at foot. Uh, and it was it was competent, well made, well acted, good scares. Uh, it's just really funny because I I mentioned I watched Hellfest and Hellfest and Haunt have the same plot. They take them in different directions, but it's people going through like a a scream amusement park and uh, slowly realizing that uh, it's there's there's real murders happening. <laughs> so uh, I I would have if I would have known that I would have separated those two a little more, Peter. But uh, otherwise, I thought they were both pretty good. You know, uh, if they wanted to really have an extreme haunted house, I would just recommend having a vending machine that uh, has surge in it. Oh, man. That would really step up the extremity of the event, wouldn't it? I'm going to drink three of these. It's <laughs> a lot. Of, my pee's going to be green for a week. <laughs> and I'm going to be running a lot of places. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to be running a lot of places because I don't think they put bathrooms in the middle of the haunted house. Uh, no, you're expected to be your pants. That's actually, that's a sign of, like, respect at the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the haunter culture, this is considered respectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if actually, if you go and use the porta potty it is the equivalent of leaving a one-star uh, review. Uh, <laughs> it's It's pretty insulting. It's like, oh, you were able to hold it? I guess it's not scary enough for you, Mr. Brave Man. <laughs> These haunted houses now have a, uh, a four surge minimum rule. It's like a comedy club, except their yeah. drink minimum is to make sure you pee your pants, too, <laughs> uh, as opposed to laugh. We need to make sure that your bladder is deeply confused. Please have four yeah. surges before you're allowed to go in the door. Please, please. Uh, we're yeah. going to spook you pretty good. We can talk about a couple of favorites here at the end. Peter, what was new for you and how many total did you get to? Uh, I watched uh, eight new ones, which brought me to exactly 31, um, hmm. which was Wait, my, hold on. my goal. That was your goal. So this is the first year that I beat you? Yeah. Do you, congratulations, Aaron. I'm very proud of you. It's, it, to be honest, it's a you little... You take the spooky boy mantle. <laughs> it's a little anticlimactic. I expected fireworks to pop up. I expected yeah. frequent guests to call and congratulate me. <laughs> I mean, that's what None happens. Of that's when, happened. Uh, second place is... Uh, better mental health how dare you (laughs) you beat me last year and i just explained how my movie health went down the tubes trying to catch you so no i'm saying so me taking first place in a walk i think is better for my mental health okay you're right you're right uh last year i did 58 the year before i did uh yes too many and then the year before i've never cracked 50 49 uh, so 58 was my my capper, and let me tell you, um, not worth it. <laughs> here's you know why. Here's why it especially does feel good though, because I know I know that Peter really wasn't trying to be passive aggressive when I would give totals, and they were lower than his. I know Peter well enough to know that him going, uh, no, hey, you know, 49, that's really good. That's perfectly respectable. That's a lot of. So I know, like. Deep down, Peter meant every word that he said. But on the surface, Peter, when someone is so far ahead of you and they go, no, hey, 49, really good, perfectly respectable, it felt like a lot of uh, condescension. I think <laughs> is, this, you were, is this just uh, confronting me? <laughs> yeah, it is. is. I confronting think, about how we communicate. Uh, 
I think that uh, you were placating me. I think that you were uh, marginalizing me. Um, I was encouraging you on your journey. Wait, who just joined the chat? Did your therapist join the chat? Uh, for a second. So here's the thing. Maybe I've watched too many spooky movies, including the Unfriended movies. But for a second, I didn't realize you were making a joke and literally got nervous. I'm like, what do you mean someone joined the chat? <laughs> Wait, are you saying? How did someone do that? Who, what's this Skype guy box? Yeah, no, that <laughs> actually, I'm not even joking. During this, you did. I'm weekend? not even kidding. It took it took me a second to realize that was a joke, and I was like re pulling up Skype. I'm like, who joined the chat? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a joke about a. No, I got it. Working through our relationship. I got for us. Uh, anyways, uh, so what'd you watch that was new? Um, so I actually, I need to edit this before I leave. (laughs) Um, just talking about this month, uh, overall, uh, I got to 31 and I honestly, there's only, there were only a couple I like really didn't like. I had 31 and they were all that I was like, I was, I was pretty excited about going into the month and they were all like cream of the crop. The stuff that I actually like really wanted to watch more or less. Uh, there's a few that I threw in there as wild cards, but um, Hagazusa was something I was saving for a long time because it sounded very much like my shit. People are saying like, Oh, it's like a more boring version of the witch, which is like, which is like, uh, uh, totally unfair. Um, it's its own thing. Uh, it happens to be a folk horror uh slow cinema kind of experiment which the witch is not slow cinema um but uh it's just slow cinema compared to like i don't know like a 90 minute slasher um hagazusa is like a slow cinema very like oblique uh full horror tale that's um all about mood and dread but i love its mood and dread i I can only sell it as like it is it is a feeling and if you want to sit in this like germanic witch uh witch fable feeling for you know uh, an hour and 45 minutes jump on if you want something more like bloody and salacious like maybe it's not for you um the next was the lighthouse which uh, i also saw in theaters and uh yeah full-on a full-on horror movie i don't know i don't know who these people are that keep trying to make horror this small tent or like it needs to be either like 1980s gloopy slashers or it needs to be like uh you know monster movies from the 60s or it needs to be like scream era like you know meta horror like that those three types of movies because like there's so much there's there's so much stuff outside of the bounds of of what you typically accept as horror cinema that's just like it, it can really get under your skin in a way because it's not playing by the rules and it's not following what your typical expectations are and the lighthouse is a straight up cosmic horror story it's not really like a lovecraftian horror story um, cause it's tapping into more like, uh, more, I don't know, mid-century, uh, you know, uh, not mid-century, mid-millennia, uh, naval sort of, uh, folk horror, uh, as opposed to like, you know, cosmic monstrosities, but it's full on cosmic horror. And, uh, I, I think we need to find a, a window for that to talk about on the show yeah I don't, I don't think we need to uh even talk about people that are like that's not a horror movie i don't care what they <laughs> it's a waste of time yeah. yeah waste of time um the manitou though so the manitou is the another one i watched which was a post exorcist I believe, it, I believe it's pronounced manatee they're also known as <laughs> sea cows oh sorry yeah it's a post jaws attempt to, to to make sea cows uh scary <laughs> Um, it's just rolling in there yeah but if it ever rolls this way we're all fucked <laughs> what weighs four we're gonna need a slightly faster 
boat. Actually, never mind. No, this boat goes the appropriate amount of speed. Oh, we accidentally got it with the propeller. That's too bad. That's actually why they're endangered. <laughs> they're like they're like seals. They're like one of their animal allows you to just like allows whalers to just come up and like hit them over the head with a club, strip them bare, and then the another sea seal or a sea cow like twenty feet over is like, well, that's not gonna happen to me. Hey, why is he coming over here? <laughs> you know, everything was like jaws with claws, like jaws with rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, this is called the Manitou, uh, and it is uh, uh, an exorcist cash-in that goes to insane places, and it's based in uh, Native American myth, and I imagine it's not particularly accurate to Native American folk horror, but it felt like a kind of fun, um, with all the folk horror I've been watching this month, you know, Field Guide Evil, Hagazusa, it felt kind of like a fun, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a weird combination of words, fun co-opting of that culture by like a modern 70s American perspective. Uh, watching stuff that was super, you know, uh, super sober and, and you know, uh, uh, atmospheric and then jumping into something that's just like it feels like a <laughs> someone on cocaine uh half half listened to a native american talking about their culture and then wrote a movie about it uh is uh pretty funny it's uh it's an insane movie uh if we ever do a if we ever do a hospital horror month we got to do this um all the colors of the dark is a giallo movie i put off for a little bit because i've been kind of uh sick of of traditional giallos and murder mystery movies uh this is not that it's a supernatural thriller um it's Barely a giallo. It's far more focused in um, the sort of Argento style or the Mario Bava style um, occult horror. Um, definitely recommend it if if you want one of those. And also, it avoids the typical giallo mistake of being 20% too long. It's like a 90-minute movie. Uh, uh, I watched Last Wave, which we're going to talk about at some point. Um, and uh, I watched this uh, anthology horror movie because I am now on a quest to watch every horror anthology movie, uh, no matter how how bad the letterbox ratings are. Uh, but I had two reasons to watch it. Uh, one, obviously that that uh, that goal, and then the second was because I watched uh, Terrifier, Terrifier, uh, which is um, the sort of the the introduction proper to this guy Art the Clown, this new slasher canon uh, killer. Um, and this was a anthology selection that the the creator of Art the Clown he made as a way to sort of debut uh, or you know uh, push up uh, a short he made about Art the Clown. So it's three stories, two of which are very bad. The frame is very bad, but the Art the Clown short is uh, is really fun. So just watch that on like YouTube or something. I don't know. Um, and then the other anthology I watched was Nightmare Cinema. Uh, and Aaron and I talked about this, but the David Slade short in this is fucking so good it's it's all atmosphere it's all dread it's all just nailing it's it's not quite ripping off anything even though it has like notes of lynch and it has notes of silent hill um it's, yeah it's it, not it, quite it, it never it never explains quite what's going on um but but the tantalizing details it leads to like definitely feels like they could build a lot of times when you're watching an anthology horror movie you're watching like oh someone didn't have a movie for an or an idea for a full movie they had a 20 minute segment so it made sense to like not try to build off it most people don't have like these i think these horror shorts that literally could go on for much longer and it feels like you are you are almost getting a scene from a movie that you really want to see 
this short is like, A, it's like nothing I've ever seen in an anthology horror movie. And B, it is just like something that I've thought about every single day, I think, since it went. Like, the concept of what is going on, it, it was literally the impetus for Peter and I talking about doing another one of our, like, best of a horror anthologies where we don't do where we take like segments from horror anthologies that we want to talk about without having to do the entire movie and doing that for our Halloween special special next year, because God, I want to talk more about this in a way that is like spoilerific. Yeah. And I, and I, we've talked at all about doing uh, these horror anthology collection, you know, episodes to sort of say like, let's liberate these shorts from their, their framing device and from the collection they're in, just judge them as separate things. And, uh, there's there's the holidays segment father's day that i'm like really really fond of i would love to talk about at length and uh yeah so when we when we we should we should do that next year yeah another anthology collection um and uh the last one is sort of leading into the next next spooky season that i love which is christmas horror and i've already got a spooktober uh winter spooktober uh list built um a movies horror movies i'm gonna watch before christmas and this one is i trapped the devil um, which is a very low budget indie movie about a guy who's uh, uh, seems to be a little mentally unhinged and his brother visits him on Christmas with uh, his wife and uh, his uh, his brother claims to have trapped the devil in a locked room in the basement and it's all atmosphere it's all dread there's no real gore to speak of. It's full of interesting, fun ideas. It's just like a cool sub 90 minutes indie horror movie with a great cast and a uh, great atmosphere. Again, I love atmosphere and dread more than I like gore, which is a weird revelation about myself to make uh, as I approach 30. But like, if you can capture and bottle up like one wonderful piece of, of dread and atmosphere and just elaborate on it and keep that that sort of song interesting with new movements um i'm there i don't but i, I don't even particularly need plot i just need feeling <laughs> but yeah that's my 31 cool cool well hopefully you do better next year um better luck next time better luck next time but it was still a fun year for me uh who saw 40 you're right i didn't have fun at all sometimes i don't know if you're playing along or i'm yeah. accidentally going too far and i you know, like i like not knowing i didn't have uh yeah i didn't have uh, fun at all uh i mean i had fun watching the movies and talking about them and thinking about them but not uh talking about them with you yeah um, no and uh, candidly i would have had fun if you had talked about more movies yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um for sure you talked about some movies but not i don't i don't feel like enough movies but yeah it's this Better luck next weird, year, like I said. Weird thing where, you know, I set I set a standard, I set a goal for myself at the beginning of the month, and then I met the goal and I had a good time. But Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad I'm glad you you did okay for yourself. Yeah. It's not like there's other people in your life with their own expectations. Yeah, I mean there's there's other people in my life that um do have expectations of me. Um that I should, you know, go to bed some nights. And... Did you do like a yeah, yeah, you did like a middle ground, like your wife's expectations is that you watch less, please. You know, so you... I was cutting the difference between you and my wife. My wife. And Frank and, and last Just year saying. I did fifty eight. Uh, last year I did fifty eight. This year I did thirty one. That is thirty one is way more than half of fifty eight. So technically, you won between my, between my wife and you. You won. You know, I look. I'm proud of you, Peter. Uh, you did a really good job. Thirty one is a respectable respectable amount of movies, and yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. You hit your goal. Great work. 
I'm gonna hit something. See, see how that sounds? I know. That's what you used to say to me, though. That's how it sounds. It sounds like the the most cutting thing. Anyway, it's not uh, cutting. It's respectable. I know, but that's that's how I said it. But that's I don't want to be like. It. I don't want to be like. Keep going. Ruin your life. I don't care that you have <laughs> never two daughters. Stop. Never stop. Uh, take PTO. Never, stop. never take another vacation for the rest of the year. So uh, I'll I'll just quickly. We're not going to talk about some of our favorites in detail, just because we already did that. Go listen to the episodes. But uh, I think my five favorites in no order uh, I saw this month are. I'm going to accept the lighthouse, not because it's not a favorite, but that that just feels like so new and something I would have seen outside of Spooktober. I'm not going to count it for my five favorites because uh, yeah, everyone listening to this probably wants to see the lighthouse, but. Um, so I'll go One Cut of the Dead. Yeah, put that on my list, too. Let's save some time. Yeah, One Cut of the Dead, uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Do not put um, that on my list. You need to see it, though. I think you really like it. Yeah, I probably uh, Satan's Slave, Terrified, and uh, Don't Torture a Duckling. Those are those are my five favorites. I'm surprised you like Don't Torture a Duckling because you're usually not a, a Fulci guy. You like a couple of them, but uh, generally you're not in, into his work. I've seen th- now four, and I've liked three of them quite a bit. Okay. And by the uh, by the end of uh, January, you'll like four of them. I mean, that, uh, yeah, the only one that I ha- wasn't a fan of when I saw uh, was the one that you think is the best. Oh, yeah. It's 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 it, that or City of the Living. The Beyonder City of the Living Dead. Is, City, I love City of the Living Dead. I love Don't I Torture Dead. I can't Dun- conjure uh, that Duckling. you can't like both. That you don't like both. I, I saw the Beyond first. I don't know if I was expecting something different. Um, I heard it. W- but anyways, we're, we'll get, we'll to, get to it. Again. Very yeah, soon. We'll get to it. So anyways, what, what are your... You said... Uh, uh, excluding the Lighthouse. That's, you know, pick six or whatever. But One Cut of the Dead is number yeah. one. People Under the Stairs is next. People Under the Stairs is, is I think, the best Wes Craven movie. I I, I just adore yeah, it. Yeah, I don't... Um, yeah. Um, T- Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is a movie that I think is going to be very high in my, uh, my estimation for, you know, best of 2019 in general. Um, and then Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. That's a movie I desperately want to do for the show because it's fucking insane. I think it's on that Blood Diner level uh, or, you know, uh, some of the, the middle Freddy uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie levels where you're just like, this is just insane. Like, this, these are just set pieces <laughs> st- sewn together. Um, Field Guide to Evil uh, is uh, is uh, my last one. Um, Great. Yeah. Good. Good movies were had by all. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and I guess we'll get a sense, uh, based on the listenership of this episode, if we should do these as one-off episodes or not. So vote with your listens, which is a bad thing to say at the end of the episode, because no one will know. But that's we're going to count them, and we're going to fucking figure it out. So <laughs> uh, anyways, from, from, our, from our hearth to yours, uh, I hope that you uh, once again saw uh, the, the birth and the resurrection of your savior, the devil. Satan himself, because uh, that is what Halloween is all about. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this, <laughs> mainly because we I have to edit this quickly. Peter, what do you have? What do I have? Like you, to you say asking you asking me to say like, something like on parting, my show? Parting words, yeah. 
this is a oh well, yeah, I paused. You didn't jump these, in, which is how the I'll, dynamic works. I'll do my trademark uh, since over sincerity, uh, painful sincerity. So if you're not interested in that, please, please move to the next episode. Um, the, Can I do yeah, that? I, I uh, no, I'm talking to the audience, Aaron. You really have a problem with me talking to someone that's not you when I'm just talking to you. <laughs> but it's just me here, Peter. <laughs> um but okay so uh yeah i i love doing this contest with with someone else this this running contest this this, this, becoming a competition this uh ritual this our our dark ritual of the month um it's it's uh something that i uh i participate in at a great cost to my family um and it's (laughs) but it's something that i i love doing every year and i look forward to and it's it it wouldn't be that if i didn't get to do it with aaron and i also do it with ryan uh friend of the show uh is he the third person that popped up on skype (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. he's just listening he just likes to listen (laughs) um but uh, uh, just having having uh, our little uh, our little horror group as well on Facebook, the Horrors of the Dissolve, um, it, it, it helps um, it helps build us like in a sort of community that keeps the excitement going for the month and helps uh, us all remember like you know <laughs> why we're so into this this very strange hobby and it's because of the social the social gathering of it and. How um, watching 31 in the month and keeping your list diverse really helps um, you not just look at the way that you like horror movies in specific or why you like this this feeling, but um, why you like art in general and why you like the exp- sharing that expression with other people. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's weird because like for an, an activity that I like mostly spend alone in a dark room doing the activity, it's the yeah, it does feel like social just as important. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Like, not only is it something I look forward to all, all year, and I love discussing as we're watching these with you, um, it does feel like something that I'm doing with a bigger group of people. Uh, and even if I'm not talking at length with the movies about, it's great to see other people, what they're wa- watching. It does, like, have a have a sense of, of, of uh, a community, which I... Very much appreciate. So, uh, yeah, these are always a blast to do. Uh, it's it's going to be a long 11 months till we get to recapture that magic of tearing our families apart for one <laughs> month out of the year and then rebuilding them for the next 11 months. So, yeah, yeah I hope I you had a very, very sp- perfect sleep dart uh, com- a drug combination that I can... Uh... I can fire at my wife um, for so she goes to bed promptly <laughs> at 8 o'clock. Yeah, I don't even want to know who you practiced on. That feels like a different horror movie in the making. Anyways, <laughs> uh, good night uh, and sleep spooky. Uh, I hope you have a sleepy, sleepy squeaks. Spooky squeaks. I'm leaving it all in. Spooky squeaks.
you so much for listening to We Love to Watch. If you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand. And you want to support the show. We truly, absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on iTunes. I know every podcast says it, and it's because it really does help. And so every podcast wants that help. So please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically, they hopefully want to tune in and listen. And thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years. Uh, We really do appreciate you. Uh, With kisses and smooches, Peter and Aaron. (laughs) Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>